Welcome to another episode of Spock Sports Show. It's a look at everything sports here in the mid-Michigan area. And now, here's your host, Chris Spockman. Welcome on in to another edition of Spock Sports Show here on Buck 92 from the Barberry Law Firm of Mobile Sports Studios. What a special interview I had earlier today. We're in Christmas break now with all of our high school basketball teams wrestling and all that. So I was able to catch up with one of the greatest athletes that I've been able to cover since I've been covering high school sports in mid-Michigan, Mr. Tyler Huneman, who's not only at the next level playing, but he's at Harvard. Yeah, one of the most prestigious universities in the world. So from Mount Pleasant to Harvard, yeah, it can happen with Tyler. It could happen with your kid as well. Here's my chat with him and his pops, Mike Huneman, about some of their memories, you know, and the road of, of Tyler getting there, the hard work that he had to put in. Here's my conversation with those two from earlier today. And just a bit of a warning here, radio geek in me, a level's not perfect for this interview. We're getting some new headsets, so things will be so much better in the future, but it wasn't Mike and Tyler. It, it was the headsets we were using here in the broadcast and here a little bit of maybe distortion, a little loud, a little quiet from time to time. Tyler, kind of open it up a little bit. What, what was it like playing football at Harvard this last year? It was a great experience. Team went 6-4 and four this year, so we had a pretty solid season. I guess I'd just like to thank Coach Murphy for giving me the opportunity to play there. He took a risk with me committing before I got an SAT score that got me into the school. So I just really appreciate him and the rest of the coaching staff for taking a risk and um, giving me the opportunity to play there. Yeah, and we're going to we'll talk, talk a little bit about those grades. That was one of those, you know, you had the grades to get into a bunch of schools, but then when Harvard became an opportunity, it was like, all right, there's a little little bit more extra I need to do. We'll talk about that in a minute. But, Mike, first of all, you know, what was it like watching him play at Harvard at such a high level? You know, 32-and-a-half tackles, three-and-a-half sacks off for the defensive tackle spot. When I looked, Tyler, I believe you were fourth in tackles on the defensive line as a sophomore. That, that's pretty darn good. you got to be excited about that, Mike. What's it like watching him play at that level? Uh, first off, Chris, thanks for having us. I appreciate your time and, and having Tyler and I out. Uh, watching Tyler at Harvard's a surreal experience. Um, even after three years of doing it, there still isn't a good way to describe it. It's almost magical. Um, every time he runs out on the field, his mom and I and his grandpa are always on the verge of tears. Like, is that, that really our son, our grandson? Is, is he supposed to be out there? I mean, it just doesn't even seem real still, and that's three years into it. So it's it's a magical thing. It's a wonderful thing. and. Yeah, now I kind of want to go, you know, deep into your path of where you are, how you got there. But first, I kind of want to open up the floor. And Tyler, when you think about your quote-unquote football journey, what are the first like mem- memories that come to mind, friends you've made, that, that kind of stuff? What do you think of? Um, I think of through rocket football and through up until now, just all the relationships that I've made with people. Um, I've made lifelong friends through rocket football, high school football, and now – um, at the collegiate level. So that, that's probably my biggest takeaway from my football journey is just the relationship. You create these relationships, they're friends, you're going to go on and have jobs, they're going to have jobs, just connections that you're going to create for the rest of your life. And, and when you think about the, the, the football journey, Mike, what do you think about watching your son? What are the first things that come to your mind? Uh, just how much fun it was. I mean, it was always something he enjoyed. We never had to say, okay, it's time to go to practice, time to go to the games. You know, He really had a passion for this. And kind of like he said, the wonderful coaches we've met along the way, the excellent teammates. He's really been blessed to be around a lot of really good people. So. Yeah, I'm going to throw a weird question at you here, Tyler. Maybe it's at Harvard. Maybe it was back in Mount Pleasant. Who's the craziest guy? Like, like when you just think of somebody that was bonkers in the locker room, on the field, that was just like a lot of fun to be around to be with, who, who do you think of? Um, I have a, a teammate now um, at Harvard named uh, Brock Lochnikar. Um, he's the craziest guy I've ever met. He constantly pulls all-nighters. Um, he does MMA, all sorts of different stuff. All right. What's, what's it like having a guy like that on the team? Does it kind of keep everybody a little bit lighter? 
Um, yeah, he he's nice to have on our team, not the other team. Um, <laughs> he, he flies down the field um, on special teams and just creates chaos. And now go back, you know, when did you first think of playing at the next level? When it come, and maybe it was basketball first or, or football. What, what, when did that first jump in your mind? Um, my sophomore year of high school, Coach McIntyre, the um, Mount Pleasant High School coach, pulled me up um, and gave me an opportunity to play at the varsity level. And um, I saw some uh, success there. And so I guess kind of around that time, I understood that it was a possibility for me. Too. Do, you think, do you think kind of the same thing there, Mike? Do you remember? You know, I probably was a little bit earlier. Um, Rocket football is a little too early to say this guy's a college player. I mean, he's big, dominant, but who isn't at that age? Yeah. Um, probably freshman year, uh, just with the plays he was making. Uh, it was almost like watching a video game. Scoring touchdowns, getting a sack, uh, returning fumbles for touchdowns. He, he was kicking off as a 14-year-old kicker, <laughs> kicking touchbacks. And he didn't even know how to kick. He just straight on towed it because he's athletic. It was touchbacks. And it's like, our varsity kicker's not getting touchbacks. I'm watching college games. There's not touchbacks. And here's a 14-year-old freshman kicking touchbacks. I'm like, there's something here. And I also knew the desire was there and the passion. And... I knew he'd put in the work that it would. And talk about that that sophomore season. I believe was it eighteen sacks you had or something crazy like that. I can't remember the exact numbers. Um, I don't quite remember. I think it was up there around seventeen. Yeah, but I believe it did. You ended up making the free press all state, and that was when Mike and I started talking because he kind of laugh of you know you get north of Lansing and you, you, those Detroit papers don't really give anybody a whole lot of credit up here. So I remember when you made made that list or whatever. That's when it kind of like op- opened my eyes and was like, oh man, this guy's got two more years here. And so, you know, talk a little bit more about the, the, the most important part of this, I guess, the education you're receiving. You're at Harvard, one of the most prestigious universities in the world. You know, the grades, athletics had a lot to do with it. Mike, do you remember Tyler kind of always being, being into the books, yes or no? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> the, there was a very distinct situation, which he probably doesn't want me to share on the radio, but we, we will, uh, early in his life where uh, he – I think he got a D in a class, and he said, well, it's really hard, and I'm struggling. And I said, do you need a tutor? And he said, I don't know. And so I called the teacher, and the teacher said, no, he's fine. He just doesn't give all the effort. <laughs> so then he and I had a discussion, and he ended up sitting out a basketball game against Sacred Heart, kind of a peewee basketball game. and Pretty upset, pretty mad at me, and, and uh, but he learned his lesson because he couldn't play. So everybody said, hey, what's wrong, Tyler? And he had to answer the questions. I didn't answer it for him. And I think between embarrassment, disappointment, and that learning experience, he went from that to honor roll right away and then who knew fast forward seven years he's pulling a three five seven at harvard tyler when you think of that i mean your dad made you ineligible like himself back back in the day like i said i imagine you were pretty mad when that first happened weren't you yeah i was very mad i was embarrassed but looking back on it i'm glad that he did it and held me accountable because it did teach me that i have to take care of my grades then the matchup was with Sacred Heart, too, and so I imagine that made it a little bit more intense, too. And, you know, I was talking with you a little bit before we came out. I said, there's certain grades you need to have to get into this college. I said, and we all love our CMU, but certain grades you need to have to get into CMU. There's certain grades you need to have to get into U of M. And then, you know, Harvard is even above and beyond that. You know, did you always have the same approach in class? You know, maybe talk a little bit more about that, what Mike said. But tell everybody about that, what you had to put in, the work you had to put in, getting into Harvard academically. Yeah, I mean, after my dad, that whole deal... It kind of, like I said, taught me to be disciplined and that I need to take care of my grades. So after that, I just wanted to make sure that I got great grades throughout uh, high school. I wasn't expecting to go
go to Harvard. That's something that kids kind of, you know, maybe you're a freshman, you're a sophomore. That It's important to have those good grades then, isn't it? Because that GPA is going to be a big deal going towards the end, in particular if you're looking to go to school with high academic standards. Yeah, it's, su- it's super important. The first thing that the schools will look at is your GPA and then SAT. And now talk a little bit more about that that SAT stuff. You said you had to, you had to retake that. Maybe, Mike, you could talk about that process a little bit too. How did that work? And you said they, they took a little bit of a chance. And you kind of talk about that process a little bit because I think that's pretty neat. Yeah, so I committed to Harvard University in July before my senior year. I took the SAT a couple times previous to that, and I was just a little short of the score. So, again, I'm thankful for Coach Murphy for accepting my commitment. I just had to retake the SAT another time. Now, Mike, I want to ask you about this. Do you remember the, the moment when you guys got that SAT score, knowing he was going to get into Harvard? What was what was that like? Um, I woke up at probably 1 a.m. because the score was supposed to be reported any time starting at like 4 a.m. So, And this was the last chance to take the test before the Harvard acceptance deadline. So this was make or break. So I got up about 1, checked the portal. I did every 15 minutes. It didn't come at 4 like it was supposed to. I think about 4.30. All right. But then I think most of Isabella County heard the screams from the Huneman house because <laughs> he made it by five points. <laughs> and so, yeah, we were calling everybody. And then, hey, it's 6 in the morning. Why are you calling me? Hey, Tyler made it. So it was uh, a lot of work. Um, Tyler had the help of a wonderful tutor. But similar to sports, when he's given a challenge, he didn't complain. He didn't pout. He set his chin and did it. Um, getting into Harvard, um, I helped in the process with the application, the, the forms. And I've been in the business world for 30 years now working on complex, you know, multi-million dollar banks. I've never done anything as difficult as the paperwork to get into. Further on that, let's talk a little bit about, you know, the sacrifice or maybe lack thereof. I was joking with you guys. I maybe graduated Shepard with like a 1-7. Like I was in, <laughs> and I was a super senior. I was I was bad. And so I had an extra year that I was maybe a little bit more focused to kind of bump that up a little bit. But I, I joked that I could have had straight A's and had all the fun that I had in high school. Tyler, when you think back to your, your high school, you feel like you had to make any sacrifices for your grades, for your athletic work for sure around the time that I uh, realized that I wanted to take this to the next level I realized the um, level of discipline that I would have to have on my my grades lifting weights and training and so I had to make a lot of sacrifices um, especially socially my friends would uh, hang out and or party I would often choose to lift weights or run or even if I went I would make sure that I took care of my business before going Gotcha. Do you think he had to sacrifice a whole lot, Mike? Maybe it's semantics. I don't think he had to sacrifice. I think he wanted to because um, Friday nights, you know, his friends, let's go to the movie. And I would kind of be curious what he was going to do. And then within five minutes, I'd hear the treadmill going Friday (laughs) night. You know, I'd hear the clink, clink, clink of the squat machine. Saturday mornings, uh, there's some stories that float around about Tyler's legendary workouts. They're not they're not a myth. I, I was there. I, he started those before he could drive. So I was the one taking him to the field to flip tires at 7 a.m. on a Saturday. And those are just things he wanted to do. I think he thought, you know, hey, I can go to the movie. I can have a pop, eat some popcorn. I'm going to go negative doing that. So tonight's yep. a positive night. And now Mount Pleasant to Harvard, does, does it seem like a different world to you at all over there? What, what's, the, what's the experience like? Yeah, it does seem like a totally different world. It seems just a lot more fast-paced than here. Um, people are always moving. I'm, I feel like I'm always busy there, e- either at practice or studying, always something. To- Tell everybody, you know, what, what, what is it like? And I remember, you know, when you first got there, Mike a couple times texted me, you know, the COVID stuff. You know, they're bringing the food to your door. They're asking what you wanted. They'd bring you anything. You know, for a kid who wants to, to go to a Harvard, tell how well are you treated there? Treated phenomenal. There's great resources at Harvard with academics. There's as many tutors as you need with athletics. Um, we have great training staffs. The food, whether is, is the food top notch? It's it's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> Not top notch, but it, it's yeah. it's pretty solid. Yes, I can tell you. 
If the food's not good, a particular night, he hits one of many restaurants, and I have the credit card receipt. Time for a break here on Spock Sports Show. Yeah, it is true. Mike Mike does have those receipts for that food down there at Harvard. But a big shout-out to Tyler Huneman. Mike Huneman takes some time to chat with me on Spock Sports Show. From Mount Pleasant to Harvard, just I think that says enough. Pretty cool stuff. Back with more right after this on Spock Sports Show on Buck92, MyMichiganPodcast.com, and wherever you get your podcasts, you're listening to Spock Sports Show. When we come back, I'm going to make Tyler kind of, you know, brag up Mount Pleasant High School and whatnot a little bit. It is Spock Sports Show presented by Barberry Law Firm. Every case they take, they take personally. If you've got legal questions and you don't know what to do, my attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Hi, this is Joe Barbary. Here's a motor vehicle accident tip. If you've been injured in an auto accident, you don't have to go to Detroit to get the best legal team to represent you. Myself and my staff have been doing auto accidents in the central Michigan area for over 30 years. Most people I know don't want to drive 150 miles to meet with somebody that they've never met before. If you retain us at Barbary Law, you'll meet with an attorney face-to-face and you'll be minutes away from doing so. So keep that in mind if you're injured or, God forbid, a loved one is injured or killed in a motor vehicle accident. Contact Barbary Law and we'll take care of you. My attorney is Joe Barbary. He can be yours too. Let's get back to all the talk at the Barbary Law Firm Mobile Sports Studio with Spock Sports Show right here on Buck 92. Welcome back on Inside Spock Sports Show from the Barbary Law Firm of Mobile Sports Studios. Very special interview from earlier today. Let's get right back into it. From Mount Pleasant to Harvard, a chat with Tyler Huneman and his pops, Mike, about that trek, about the hard work that was put in. We're getting right to the point where I'm making him brag a little bit about his Mount Pleasant education. Let's get right back into that interview. And again, not Mike and Tyler. It, it was the microphones here with the levels being a little goofed up. And I want you to brag up Mount Pleasant High School here a little bit. You're, you're doing well at Harvard. What was the GPA again, Mike? You said it made? Uh, three five seven. This three five seven at Harvard, which is which is pretty darn spanking, I'll say. Kind of just like the question before. I want you to brag, you know, brag this up a little bit for anybody looking to, to get to that level. You, you're able to go from the Euler Blue to the, the Harvard Crimson pretty easily. Yeah, it's a it's a great system um, that set me up for Harvard. Coach McIntyre really sets you uh, sets you up. Coach Shell has also helped me a lot through the throughout the way. And the school it set me up for Harvard as well. They have many classes that directly translated. Oh, really? All right, like I said, because that's one of those. I just think you know, like I said, different world, but you can mesh them together. And the education opportunities that we have here in Mid Michigan, you know, our, our Isabella County schools. I'll say you know, Shepherd, Sacred Heart, Beale City, and Mount Pleasant. We're pretty darn lucky to have schools like that in the area. Is kind of what I want to point out there. And something I always like to talk about: multi-sport athletes. Like I said after your sophomore year, you could have very well, you know, just focused on football. Would have been nothing wrong with that, but you were a three-year varsity football player. You're actually a four-year varsity basketball player, so that's something you might have been able to do on the next level. Kind of talk about how did basketball help you as a football player. Basketball helped me a lot. It helped me with my footwork. It helped me stay in shape the offseason for football. And then, again, Coach Shell helped me a lot throughout um, my career. He always pushed me in the weight room. Um, he always had us running time down and backs and <laughs> just kept me in, in good condition. And now he's somebody, too, that he, you know, you knew he was a high-level college athlete. Did you kind of know that, you know what, I need to maybe listen to this guy a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. I followed him since eighth grade when I went in there and lifted with him. And uh, I knew that he played both basketball and baseball at Central and, and was really good there. So I've, I've always looked at him highly for that. 
Mike, I want to talk to you about it, too, because, you know, parents sometimes push, 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 this, this, this. You know, you've had a number of, you know, good athletes in your family. But in particular, he's somebody who, if he would have wanted to focus on basketball, he probably could have been playing basketball somewhere as well. How much did you encourage him to keep doing the multi-sports, and how important do you think that is for other parents to just kind of back off a little bit? Because I know you did. I think it's super important. I, I think as a society, we're too caught up in my kid's plan to get a scholarship or my kid's going to be a pro. And it's like the reality of it is if you look at the percentages, it's incredibly slim that your kid's going to be a pro, let alone or a college athlete, let alone be a pro. So we, we've kind of gotten away from let a kid play all the sports and have fun to we're going to focus on baseball since three years old and they're going to be the next prodigy, force them down a path and they don't ever get to have the experiences of the other sports. So I'm a big fan of let them play everything. You know, basketball was great for Tyler for all the reasons he mentioned, the relationship with Coach Shell, the staying in shape and, and the byproduct of that is he's the winningest basketball player in Mount Pleasant history. Yeah, yep. And we did ask the college coaches what, is that a risk of him playing basketball? And they all said absolutely not. Tyler, talk a little bit about the family. Your sister's both great athletes themselves here. It, when it comes down to the best athlete in the family, who's who's holding the candle right now? And Mike was pointing at himself earlier for, for anybody that, that you know can't see us right now, and he's smiling now a little bit. <laughs> My older sister, Maddie, is probably the hardest worker, toughest, and then Jordan is probably the most talented, and then I'm just somewhere in between them. <laughs> We're all That's different. Right. Humble right there. Humble right what there. What he's saying is he's third out of three. He's third out of three. <laughs> And now, do you still get Tyler and some old man 21, though? Uh, my athletic career oh, he ended, says no. He says no. ended uh, 10 years ago, and now I play poker. And you, can st- you can still smash Tyler in poker, though, oh, right? Oh, yeah. All right. No problem with that. <laughs> and Tyler, uh, kind of, you know, last few cheesy things I kind of want to ask you about here. For kids in mid-Michigan, hoping to do something similar to you, and I'll you know throw Mackenzie Egger in this, too. She's at Yale. You're at Harvard. You guys were both Mount Pleasant athletes that played every sport you could. What advice do you want to give to those kids academically and athletically? Um, I would just tell them to set a goal for themselves and then uh, to reach it just dedicate yourself and it, it's really obtainable you just got to work as hard as you hard as you possibly can when you go back to the goals you set for yourself and i might be throwing you under the bus here can you think of like wh- where it started was it you know be a varsity football player as a sophomore was it to get a scholarship offer by this point can you kind of think of any of those specific goals and if you can't at all that that's fine yeah it, it started with small stuff like bench 135 on the bench press first and then it worked up to 225 and then it was get one sack in the game and then developed into a couple sacks and then eventually in- i really like how you you leveled that out like i said i was expecting you like all right ninth grade i'm writing down the goal of getting you know a college scout no you said it started way before that it started with benching 135 and then up to 225 it started right at the very beginning and working your way up and so if there's anybody out there you're only lifting 135 you, you're on the same level as you tyler right you just got to keep setting those goals exactly <laughs> And now, Mike, advice for parents. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but I just kind of want to open up the floor to you again. Yeah, I think parents, it's hard for me because I've got two college athletes right now. My third is still in high school, but she's starting to get college offers. So I've had three kids that have been able to play, been able to play at a high level. But I've always tried to remind myself that they're just out there having fun. Encourage them to do their best, participate, have fun. And not just in sports. If you're in band, drama, any of that other stuff, just participate. Because you fast forward to life, you know, you're 48. I'm not sure how old you are, Chris, but... You know, those things go away, and it's like people ask me, why is it so much fun to go to Tyler's games? Well, I'm reliving 1992 football when I go to a Harvard game because I can still remember that feeling, but I'll never get it back as a participant. I get it vicariously through him and through his teammates, but that stuff's gone for me, the ability to compete, the ability to win as a team. And so I tell people, you know, tell your kids to participate. Whatever they do, go for it. Oh, I don't, I, I don't like to coach, or I have to work, or I don't want to do 
do it because life starts you know shortly after college and then those opportunities just they're gone so i encourage all young kids to get in everything try it give it your best and just have fun with things yeah, so. and mom and dad show up to every single thing that you can what do you want to do when you graduate from harvard you got any ideas yet um i'm not sure quite yet i'm studying uh economics and psychology the digital media field has always interested me. All right, and I imagine, Mike, you just got to be smiling knowing the opportunities are going to be pretty open for him. said, how many Harvard football graduates are there every year? I imagine you're going to be in pretty high demand when you leave school. Yeah, they're the uh, we're seeing now, um, having gotten to know the team, the seniors move on to the next chapter of life and the opportunities <laughs> they're getting. And as a parent, you just smile year to year. Local quarterback Jake Smith that we knew real well and he got a very lucrative job down in Fort Lauderdale. Defensive lineman that Tyler played with, Doug Henze, was actually a candidate for a Rhodes Scholar at Oxford. Yeah, the, the opportunities just are abound for you, young man, and it's pretty darn cool. And like I said, that's why I wanted to have you in here. Seven, 76 years ago, you didn't know if this was possible. You were just a, as the shirts say, just a kid from out Pleasant, right? I mean, that, that's true, right? Yeah. I mean, and now here you are at Harvard, and you're, you're technically a sophomore, but is this your third year there with the, the quote-unquote COVID year? Actually, this will be my senior year. All right, all right. And then I'll have two more years after. All right, and year. are you going to plan to continue to use that eligibility? Um, I'm definitely going to use it. I'm not quite sure yet if it's going to be at Harvard or if there will be other opportunities. Pretty darn good year as a sophomore. Was it? I think it said 35 tackles, three and a half sacks. I think you were th- third on the team in sacks, or was it fourth or whatever? You need Tyler's just smiling. I mean, whatever you say, man. And I think that kind of goes to talk about the football player he is. He's not really looked. I've looked at his numbers more th- more than he has. And I uh, and ask you a thing I like to ask a lot of coaches. You, you can learn an awful lot in a class here at Mount Pleasant at Harvard, as we've talked about. But what's something you've learned on that football field you've taken away from that that there's no way you could have learned it in the classroom? Um, the, the biggest thing I've learned is that you can't cheat the hard work. Um, you have to get in the weight room and, and work hard or else you just won't be prepared for the field or in the classroom. You have to study if you want to do good on the tests. You can't take shortcuts. Well, how important were those grades for you, man, now that you look back at it? Super important. I worked hard throughout high school, and I'm thankful to the people who supported me, like my dad who held me accountable when um, I was getting bad grades early on. <laughs> Like I said, I just think that's the big thing to talk about because there's a lot of great athletes that you know and I know that may have had some of the same opportunities that you did, but because they didn't excel in the classroom, those those opportunities weren't necessarily there. And Mike, I want to want to ask you kind of that same thing. But what do you think is something else that he's learned that he couldn't have learned in the classroom? Probably just being accountable to others and how satisfying it is to put in the work. I've heard it described, and it's very accurate, the football field is the ultimate truth teller. When you get on the football field, the truth comes out. Can you do it or not? And when you can do it the way Tyler does, it's because of the hard work. And you see some of the kids, and you see the look in their eye like, man, I wish I had worked as hard as this guy because this is not a fun <laughs> afternoon for me. So his hard work paying off has been very gratifying for us because we see all the behind the scenes. Everybody sees all the big stuff on Friday night, now on Saturdays. I want my kid to do that. I'm like, you don't you Are saw you the sure? good part. Yeah. yeah, you didn't see what built up to this. All right. Is there anything else you guys want to add? Appreciate uh, you having us. And uh, Tyler and I were talking on the way out here. You were one of the first supporters of Tyler. I don't know if you remember this or not, but he and I were at the Beale City Gym to watch our friend Logan Chillman play. And you were at the radio booth, and we walked by, and you said, hey, Tyler Huneman. He must have been maybe an eighth or ninth grader. Hey, are you Tyler Huneman? And we both stopped and looked. Heard a lot about you. Look forward to covering you. I'm probably going to have to give some credit to Coach Mack on that one, probably, is what what I'd have to say. Or maybe even Bubba McClain, too. Let's give him some love, because he's been there. You got something to add there, Tyler? Yeah, I'd just like to say thank you for giving me this opportunity and um, giving me some time to talk. Thank you. 
because, like I said, the example you're setting for kids in the mid-Michigan area, Tyler, like, you know, I'm going to have to get Mackenzie on here sometime, too, because her dad, you know, good friends with her dad now as well. Like I said, the example you're setting, I said, it's any kid getting a scholarship is awesome. I, You know, like I said, I think about Deontay, who is down at Olivet. You know what I mean? We've got uh, hopefully Aiden Klein, Scooter Polk, some of the guys from this year are going to be moving on to college. But you're at Harvard, man. I just think that's pretty darn special. That's pretty darn cool, the example you're able to set for kids. Like I said, you want kids to move on to the next level, but now hopefully with you and McKenzie the next 10, 15 years, maybe there's a little pipeline going to some of these Ivy League schools from Mount Pleasant. And, hey, who knows? Got a couple Mount Pleasant football coaches in the NFL. Maybe, you know, one day we'll end up with a Mount Pleasant uh, president or something like that. I just think it's pretty darn cool the example you're setting. So thank you for taking some time to, to chat with me, man. You're more big time than I am now, man. So I appreciate you coming out here to the radio station to chat with me, Tyler Mike. Thanks, Chris. Thank you. Another big, big shout out to Tyler Mike. Take some time to chat with me earlier today. And that's going to wrap things up for, you know, the 2022 year of Spock Sports Show. Not a lot of shout outs to be given. Charlie Olson Murphy at the studios keeping us on there and sounding good when we're live on location. Big shout out to Barberry Law Firm, our big sponsor here. All of our shows, all of our sports come to you from the Barberry Law Firm at Mobile Sports Studios. They are one of the big reasons to make it possible for us to be out there doing all that coverage to bring you the high school sports that you want to know that you need to know in mid-Michigan. And a big Shout out to all of you for listening this past year and making Spock Sports Show so successful. You can find the Spock Sports Show podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, or just Google Spock Sports Show. It's S-P-A-C-H-S Sports Show, and it will pop up there for you as well. And we're back with you in the next year. We'll be a day or two, a couple days away from high school basketball being back on the airwaves. TC West versus Mount Pleasant on January 4th on the docket. Make sure you tune in next week to Spock Sports Show. Catch up where all of our local teams are at, heading out of Christmas break and maybe another interview with a great local player or something at Spock Sports Show every Monday, 7 o'clock on Buck 92 from the Barberry Law Firm Mobile Sports Studios. And you can find the Spock Sports Show podcast wherever you get your podcasts. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Spock Sports Show with Chris Spockman. The views and opinions heard on this podcast do not necessarily reflect those views, opinions of Latitude Media, our sponsors, affiliates, and My1043 or Buck92 Radio. Check out our website for even more podcasts from around the area. Just go to MyMichiganPodcast.com. It's podcasting that matters.